Welcome back to another episode of Around the Rink. Today is Wednesday, November the 22nd. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Uh, so happy holidays to everybody out there. If you're listening to this during that or after that, hopefully you had a great holiday with uh, friends, family, loved ones, all that good stuff. Hopefully you're nice and uh, stuffed and listening to us on this beautiful day whenever it is that you're listening to it. Uh, this is episode number 35, and we, we will be joined by Courtney Maud tonight. Courtney played with the Buffalo Buttes last season, uh, first season as a pro, and um, was going to sign to play a second season, but now that's not the case because there's no more Buffalo Buttes. Uh, so curious to hear her point of view on these things because she's not, uh, I guess she kind of announced that she was retired, so... Um, That'll be cool to, to figure out and, and go through and, and hear from her. Um, everybody can, can find us on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, different platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Odyssey, same stuff I say all the time. Uh, you can go back and listen to all of our old episodes by just by searching for the Ice Garden. And I've listened back to our episode from Saturday with Mariah Fujimagari. That was really fun stuff. I'm going to get into that a little bit more in a little while, probably. Um, but if you love goalies and and you love this show, that's probably the, the show that you would want to tune into. Um, having said all that, I'd like to welcome in my partner, my uh, favorite goaltender, a goaltender who once scored a goal in a game. That's right. Goalies don't always score in games. It's not, not a very common occurrence. Uh, Allie Morris, how are you tonight? I'm good. Brennan is finally back from CCM's Hockey House event in Boston. Um, he was gone for quite a bit, but that was a pretty big event for them. So it's nice to have him back home. <laughs> yeah, and just in time for the holiday, right? And, and uh, you guys getting together with, with uh, your family, his family, a mix of both. How's that going to work for you guys? Um, yeah, we usually start the day with my side of the family and then his family actually bowls every year for thanksgiving so oh that's cool uh we're gonna be testing out my athletics as a bowler it's usually a once a year affair so not much room for improvement yeah yeah no i i I like i like that i like little differences different different quirks and stuff um as somebody who like most of my like blood family is nowhere really near i guess my sister and some of my aunts and uncles are in uh, New York City, Staten Island. Um, that's a little bit too far of a ride for me. So I, I typically spend the, the holiday, the last couple of years anyway, uh, uh, with my girlfriend and her family. Um, but in years past before that, uh, Christmas especially, like I, I'm, I'm not a big Christmas uh, go to people's houses and that kind of stuff. Like that's it's never really been that for me, at least the last couple of years. Um, and I would kind of just go to the movies and it's like great because it's, it's empty for the most part. Um, and there's always there, and at least kind of was talking like pre COVID, there was always kind of cool movies that came out, whether it was like a star Wars or, um, I went to go see wet Thor one year, uh, AKA Aquaman, um, that came out right before Christmas. And it was just like, kind of just, you know, it, it's 
different for me again you know my family's kind of my mom's in florida my, my dad passed away you know 20 something years ago now so it's just kind of always been a little different and i loved kind of doing those little different things but it's also nice to to go spend the time with my girlfriend her family and um have somebody you know have like a home-cooked meal like that's kind of um and be with, with people that you care about that's kind of what it's all about so hopefully everybody out there is gonna have a great thanksgiving uh, how was the Jonas Brothers? Last time we spoke, you were you were skipping a hockey game, uh, one of three, I believe it was that day. So we'll, we'll let you slide on that. But how was the Jonas Brothers concert at the XL Energy Center? Not at the same time the Wild were playing because they played at seven a.m. that day and lost and again. Lost Gosh again. dang it! Uh, um, no, the Jonas Brothers were really good. Um, that was actually the second time in the last probably last three years that I've seen them. Uh, okay. um, Kelsey Ballerini opened up for them a couple of years ago. Um, so I got to see them outside um, a couple of years ago. So, you know, just brings you right back to middle school. It was a good time. My sister and uh, Brittany Thunstrom I got to go with. She's my best friend and my sister. So the three of us had a lot of fun. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, good seats, run-of-the-mill decent seats. Uh... Um, so we actually, we were directly to the left of the stage in the club level. Um, a girl that I went to high school with was selling them, and I was, like, we weren't really originally planning on going, and I saw them, and I was like, club level, three tickets? And like, it was the three of us that had seen them before. So I was like, what are the odds that someone is selling three tickets? So we kind of jumped on it. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, I'm glad you got to, to do that. And, and it's, I'm assuming it's not too crazy weather-wise yet out there. So you were, you know, kind of able, able to um, not have to trudge through a snowstorm, right? To get to the, <laughs> to get that. Yeah, no, it was actually quite nice out. It was probably like 40 which is fine. It wasn't very windy. We actually walked pretty much up to the cathedral, which if anyone's been to St. Paul, I mean, you can see the cathedral from the X, but it's, you know, probably a 15 minute walk, but we were like, we have to get away from all of the madness so we can get an Uber like without fighting. People. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm always a big, uh, freak out on parking and those kind of things because like, I'm, I'm older now like in my younger days it was like who cares leave whenever we leave and now it's like i'm looking at the clock before the show or the game even starts like um, <laughs> but that's just me um i, I was I, I heard uh someone we've talked about on the show a couple of times uh jj watt uh he talked about today he was on pat McAfee's show and he talked about growing up in wisconsin like he always wanted to play hockey um and a couple of times he got to take pictures with the stanley cup and he didn't touch it because he was like i'm not going to touch it because you know i'm, I'm only going to touch that if i if i win it as a player now obviously fast forward all these these years later he's he's obviously not a hockey player he's a football guy um but like for you and i'm assuming most of the girls like that grew up when you kind of grew up before there was pro leagues um you kind of aspired for those goals, right? Like you, you, it was just kind of like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to go pro. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to play for the Stanley cup or try and win the Stanley cup. I would assume. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that was all we had to look for basically. So yeah, no one usually 
told us that that was a stupid idea unless you were surrounded by mean people. Yeah, and, and, and that, that could vary depending on where you are and who you're around. Um, but like, have, if, did you have chances? I'm, I'm assuming that the cup is always in Minnesota, it feels like, because there's always somebody on the, the team that wins that has somebody from Minnesota. So have there been like photo ops where you've gone and taken pictures with the cup, stuff like that? You know, honestly, I don't think I had ever seen the Stanley Cup in person until my dad and I drove home from college. Um, I had so much stuff that we just drove home and instead of driving through, you know, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, bliss, <laughs> we, uh, we went Boston, Bar Harbor, let me think, Montreal, Toronto. So we went to the Hockey Hall of Fame and that's actually the only time I've ever seen the Stanley Cup in person. Okay. I, I saw it up there too, as, as well as down here and couple of times in person, a couple of pictures. Um, I never had the, the thought of, I can't touch this because I'm going to win it. I'm like, I, I, I'm not an athlete. So, um. Oh my gosh. Speaking of though, so Brennan had a work event in Chicago two weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And he, <laughs> they, I think it's 200 by 85 is the company that puts this tournament on. And every year they bring all the NHL trophies. So, um, Brennan has a picture of a Coors Light bottle resting on the Stanley Cup and him drinking out of the Coors Light bottle. So he apparently now has, quote unquote, drinking out of the Stanley Cup, but has <laughs> not touched it. I like it. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, very clever. Um, and like those pictures are always great. Like that's it's the, just instant conversation pieces. The, the cup itself is is one of those things that attracts uh, attention. Um, hopefully in in the near future, especially in your lifetime, you, your team gets to win the, the Wild um, and you get to have a, a big celebration there. I'm sure it would be of epic proportion because they've really waited a long time. <laughs> uh, generations. Yes. What, uh, we, I don't know how to transition from that to this, but we'll, we'll kind of get into this really quick. <laughs> Um, there was a, a quote that was, and things often get taken out of context. I understand that, but there was a, a quote, um, from the GM of Minnesota PWHL team, right? Um, she kind of yeah. talked about this is the first pro hockey team in Minnesota. And it was like, uh, didn't you play for, a white caps team in Minnesota? That was, you know, and some, I guess everybody's different perspective of, what's professional, right? And that's kind of how I, I'm, I'm assuming that's the way that she was kind of looking at it. But you hear those kind of things as somebody who played for the Whitecaps, grew up probably wanting to play for the Whitecaps. Like what do, what do you, what goes through you? And I, I obviously I have a little idea of, of, of some of your thoughts, but if, if you want to share the, the floor is now yours to, to do so. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of weird to see that quote, honestly. And like you said, that was just a quote. We don't really know the full context of um, how it was said, but she actually shouted out Minnesota. I think it was during the draft, the Whitecaps, um, or it was when the team was announced or at some point this fall, she gave a shout out to the Whitecaps for being so foundational. Um, and then just to kind of see that kind of quote, basically, ignoring the fact that the white caps existed um i don't know we always talk about the stages of grief when these 
conversations come up, but like, I, it's just exhausting. Like my whole insides just dropped when I read it. I'm like, this is exhausting. You can't disregard that the Whitecaps existed. Like there are several players on that team that won the Isabel cup in front of these fans that they're supposed to be, um, like wanting to be a part of this new team. Like that's where their fan base is going to come from. A lot of them are going to be Whitecaps fans. So for that quote to come out and just basically neglect the fact that the Whitecaps existed. And like you said, to be fair, people can consider professional, whatever, like the, the NWHL PHF never had a CBA, but like girls were making a significant amount of money. Some by the end of it, like it's, you can't say it was nothing. So I, at this point, it's just exhausting. Um, just gets hard to see it every time. Yeah, that's. I think that's the the right phrase. It, it's exhausting. It's like you see that or you read that, and it's just. Uh, I'm sure anybody listening, if you if you saw it, which a tweet is now deleted, I believe, but you know, screenshots live forever because this is the internet. Uh, but it's <laughs> like I'm sure it, I, I'm not alone. Where it was like I I read that and I was just like like you know here we go again like it's 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 tough to stomach and like you said it, it's it, it's really just uh it, kind of exasperating like oh my god like but there, there has to be a, a way to acknowledge things that happened before without like throwing dirt on it and um it just it sometimes it feels like we go round and round and round and, and we end up back at the same spot and that's some of the trepidation that i now have of this new league like so why is this one going to be the one that succeeds when when so far we're not off to you know and it's it's early granted and again like i've said they should have had a lot of stuff planned out like that's what the board of the pw should have been doing during the the dream gap that was as wide as the grand canyon like you had a lot of time to to at least like have some kind of plan so and and not waiting for a handout or handouts um, again, my opinion, they, they don't reflect those of, of my employer, but it just feels like we're just, I don't know that this is going to be the one that changes everything. And, and we talked with Fuji on the last show and she was very hopeful that, that this is going to be the one she played in three different leagues though. It's like, and, and just, right. just here, she played in three different leagues on North America. Like she played in five different leagues, six, if you count the ECHL, which I mean, I would count that too. Like that's. That's a notch on her belt, like, and she's she told us she's practicing with, um, with the ECHL team in in Worcester, um. So she she's been through it, and and you know I I I'm hopeful like her and like a lot of people that this works, but I'm also maybe a little bit more skeptical and probably definitely a lot more skeptical. But um, anything else you want to add on that before we move on? I see our our guest uh, Courtney has finally made it on. We'll we'll. I have a little funny story to get to when I'm when I intro her now. Oh geez. Um yeah, no, I just I, I we've gone through so much in women's hockey that I really truly do hope that this is the last one and the one that works out. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it feels like if, if this isn't the one then I don't I don't know if there could be another one. Like um but yeah, so thanks to everybody who supports us uh over at the Ice Garden. Um, hopefully everybody can hear me nice, loud and clear. I have my, my mini mic. I'm not holding it in my hands. I have it clipped on my, my hoodie strings. I'm pulling the alley move. It seemed to 
to work for her. So hopefully everybody can hear me loud and clear. Um, and a lot of that, we get shiny new toys like that. And we get to do this podcast pretty much on a weekly basis, three times a month, sometimes four times a month. Um, is because of everybody's support over at the Ice Garden and, and everybody that's been pumping out great articles. And um, not only this podcast, there's a couple of other podcasts you can listen to. Um, again, just search for the Ice Garden. You can go back and listen to the episode I referenced with um, Mariah Fujim Gary. Uh, we had Buffalo Butte GM Nate Oliver on a couple of weekend, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was a really long one. So if you're going to listen to that one, maybe pour a couple of adult beverages because it's almost two hours, I think. Buckle up. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, we also had Haley Moore on from the AHL. She's the AHL director of vice, vice president of, I, oh man, I messed it up. She's a really important person in AHL. Uh, she's basically like the deputy commissioner kind of deal and, and hands out a lot of discipline and, and goes around to see a lot of different places and meet with a lot of different people. Uh, we had Carly Markey on uh, who, coincidentally host a podcast on the ice garden. Um, so you can go back and listen to all that. Um, and all that is because of everybody's support of not only this show, but also the ice garden. And none of that is really possible without Mike Murphy. Who's like, he does everything for us. Uh, I know he's exhausted all the time. Um, I know he works really hard aside from doing things for the ice garden and making sure that everything looks tip top and that we were able to get independent. I know it was a lot thrown on his plate and um, I for one think he did a, a great freaking job. So kudos to Mike. Uh, we love you, Mike. And, and thank you for everything. hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Um, and thanks to our producer Kelly because Kelly works magic with these shows. I'm able to send her a link. Um, she's able to turn it into, into a podcast. Uh, or put it on podcast platforms. I don't know how any of that works. I'm not definitely not a technologically smart person. Um, it's a miracle that we can work these mini mics in my opinion and, and do a <laughs> podcast like this live on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Um, and that it ends up somehow on a podcast. Like, I don't know how any of that is a really physically possible, but it happens. And I kind of, roll with the punches and trial and error. And I'm excited to, to do this and do these shows, especially hanging out with Allie. And um, I mentioned that show with Fuji a couple of times. I could listen to you two talk about goalie stuff for like two hours, um, probably longer. Um, there were a couple of parts where you, you two like really started giggling and, and talking about the, the hair flips and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm obviously very biased, but that was awesome like radio to listen to um and kind of go back and relive that moment uh because you know when we're in the moment sometimes i might be looking at notes or uh, i might be muting myself to cough or whatever but it was great to listen back to that and you did a, you did a great job and i know i say this all the time but um i'm so thankful to do this with you and and you get better every week and you're especially good when the goalies come on it's you know that's that's not they speak my language dan what's that <laughs> They speak my language. Yes, you all kind of speak the same language and maybe in some ways share some, in, in, at least you're in Lev's case, you sometimes share the same brain. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we appreciate and, and, and love you and, and love all goalies, which kind of leads into, uh, we mentioned Coach Laura Brennan on the last show. She popped in a couple of times and was listening before she was actually heading out to the rink. Um, and it was revealed uh 
yesterday, I think, that she's the goalie coach or assistant goalie coach for the PW team in New York, which is really in Connecticut, but they just want to say New York because New York sells. Um, but <laughs> so kudos and, and big ups to, to Laura, um, one of the, the greatest, nicest people I've ever met. And um, she actually kind of told me earlier that night or later that night after we talked to Fuji and I kind of thanked her for listening for a little while. And she said, uh, she sent me a, a picture that I retweeted of, of her kind of taking shots on Schroeder and um, Cassidy Sauvey in the background. So um, really good move. I had, and I had reported that on the show and then I kind of retracted it because um, I heard that that wasn't the case, but it, I thought she was going to be just an, an assistant uh, alongside of, um, Colton or like just, uh, I guess the regular assistant coaches as opposed to the goaltending coach. Um, but either way she did end up, uh, getting the job there. So I was kind of right on both of them. I got Colton and, and Brennan. So, um, little Barry Horowitz pack on the back, pack on the pat pat on the back for myself. Easy for me to say. Um, and that's what happens when you, um, try and give yourself credit and you sound like a fool. Um, your friend and my friend, I saw was in Sweden, Allie Thunstrom. What's up with that? Is she just visiting? Is she maybe checking out some teams? Was she just there to see the wild? Oh, it was just just a leisurely trip. Um, her boyfriend, Zach's dad, retired, so uh, they brought him out there to celebrate and obviously were able to see both wild games. Um, and it turns out she got to go to a couple places like the Vasa Museum um that we weren't able to see while we were in sweden we were just you know busy playing four hockey games also on top of touristing but uh when you're not playing hockey you get to check out a couple cool things that you maybe didn't when you're worried about getting to a rink on time yeah and uh hopefully they they back in is she she still over there i was back by now oh you know what she replied to something i sent her within the last hour so i would assume they're back home Uh, that's a really, really late slash early morning for her. Uh, if <laughs> she's still over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they're cool. Home. Okay. Yeah, so I just don't want to put any rumors out there. Just something I, I noticed. Uh, Leisurely. I'm sure she's enjoying the, I mean, we know she still trains like she's going to run a marathon tomorrow, but I'm sure she's enjoying a little bit of the freedom of not being locked into a hockey season right now. Uh, Right. I mean, I know she, I'm sure she plays for fun with you guys and stuff like that sometimes. But, um, yeah, she's technically on my WAM team. Okay. okay. The team that you left to not play for to go to Jonas Brothers, right? That one? Indeed. I did find them a sub that got us the W, though. So. Okay. So you are a team player. Okay. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to take a week off because we did like two and three, four days, something like that. And uh, holiday time, we're going to. We're going to kind of reboot and um, get set for another couple of guests. I see our guest is waiting patiently, so I'm going to stop yammering. Um, maybe we'll send you an assignment, Allie, and go go hang out with Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea broke Rosenthal. I, I would love that. Um, so make that happen. Or, or start laying the seeds of, of uh, planting the seeds for that, okay? All right. Uh, so let me play this quick message uh, really quickly. If I... Pull up the right thing. Okay, okay. Um, let me play this quick message for everybody, and then we'll get to our guest. Hi, this is Cassidy Sove, and you're listening to Around the Rink with Ali Morse and Dan Rice on the Ice Garden Radio Network. Hey, that's us. 
Thank you for that, Cassidy. We appreciate you and best of luck to you in PWHO New York camp that's in Connecticut, but you guys have been all doing sightseeing in New York, um, but not Connecticut, but good luck to you. Hopefully you make the team. Um, with that being said, I'd like to introduce our guest, Courtney Maud tonight. Uh, she played four years, I believe, at Merrimack University, College of Merrimack, University of Merrimack. I probably messed that up. I'm sorry. Uh, Merrimack College. Yeah, Merrimack College. Okay. Merrimack College. <laughs> and I played five uh, years. Five years. And you were the captain your last season. Yes, uh, I was. And then you played this past season, your first pro season with the Buffalo Buttes. Had a really nice end to the season after a little bit of a slow start. You kind of worked your way through the lineup. Um one of the, the things that stuck out to me was I noticed you're from Georgetown, Ontario. I didn't know there was a Georgetown in Ontario. Um, I think of Georgetown. I think of the Georgetown Hoyas because I grew up here in New York. And Ewing was big uh, Georgetown Hoya, NCAA basketball. Um, so that was pretty neat to find out. Uh, but Courtney, how are you tonight? And uh, how have you been? Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm good. Um... How are you? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Um, excited that I don't have to work the next two days uh, at, oh, nice. at my day job uh, for the holiday. But I do have uh, my quote unquote fun job uh, covering the Devils uh, Friday afternoon game and then a Saturday night game. So no rest for the weary, but I'll, I'll, I'll be able to enjoy tomorrow and um, especially Friday not getting up early to go to work. Uh, yeah. We, we talked about you at the beginning of the show before you were able to get on. Uh, you had a little bit of trouble uh, kind of figuring out uh, if you hadn't <laughs> used your Twitter in a long time. Is that is that kind of what happened? Um, Sort of. I mean, I have it logged in automatically on my phone. So when I go on, I just click on the app and it just comes right up to my Twitter. But I guess tonight trying to get on the podcast, I it made me like log in again. And I don't remember my password because I think I made it when I was like 10 or whenever I first got Twitter. Oh, my God. So I was trying to figure out like what my password could be. And, you know, you have to add a character and next time you have to add like another number. And so I've probably changed it like four or five times since I got Twitter. And so I was trying like 10 different combinations of passwords and I couldn't figure it out. But I finally got it. So here we are. We're, we're glad that you were able to make it. I was, I was, I was panicking a little bit. Uh, Ali was talking about the Jonas Brothers, and I was messaging you, and you're like, I can't get on. And I'm like, oh, okay. And a million scenarios going through my head, like how are we going to just pivot from this, and how am I going to bring this up? And um, and then you were, I saw you pop in. I, I see uh, your mom popped in as well, I believe. So um, mm -hmm. thank you to, to her for, for listening live. We appreciate that. And thanks to everybody <laughs> Who's listening live if you haven't submitted a question um now would be the perfect time to do that for either courtney Allie, or myself just drop it in the reply um what's the the future kind of look like for you uh i talked about a little bit earlier you're you were gonna be playing with the buffalo buttes but that's not a thing anymore um i saw you announce that you were not playing this upcoming season so like what's 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 the future hold for you is it is it kind of um, you're moving on to another phase of your life that you maybe keep the, keep the, the backlight on and maybe come back to hockey. Like where, where do you kind of stand? Yeah, well, I definitely have, you know, that dream that I always want to play hockey. You never want to give it up. Um, especially like 
I only got to play one year of pro and obviously I was really looking forward to this upcoming season in Buffalo um, when everything kind of, you know, blew up, I guess, or kind of got taken from us in the PHF. It was really upsetting and it was kind of just a lot of unknowns. I didn't really know what I was going to do, but fortunately enough, um, I was actually in the process of applying to go back to school to get another degree. So I'm actually doing that right now. I'm almost done. Um, I'm studying cardiac sonography. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's like the ultrasound of the heart. So yeah, it's actually extremely interesting and um, I'm loving it so far. So that's kind of the game plan for now. I'm just really focused on getting that done. But I'm also, you know, like I said, still hopeful to play and get another opportunity at some point to play. I'm never going to say that, you know, I'm done playing or yes, I, I may have said I'm retired, but that's more so I was just not playing this season, unfortunately, because of what happened. But, you know, I, I always want to come back to play. So if there's another opportunity for me to come back and, and play, then I'm definitely going to look to do that. I just wanted to finish my school first. Fair enough. Okay. I, I, and you said, for those that don't know, I definitely didn't know that. So thank you for, for <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad you explained it. I was like something with the heart. Great. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know what it is. They think it's very similar to like ECG, which is very different. So usually I find myself explaining what it is when people are like, Oh, nice. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds smart. Please explain. We, we, we like to educate our listeners a lot on this show and, and we've had a lot of really good learning moments. And that, that was an, another one we can kind of chalk up uh, as, as a great learning moment for educating us as to things that we're not familiar with. No, oh, I'm glad. <laughs> um, are you still kind of training for like stay in hockey shape or are you like um, eating all the potato chips in the world? Like, like how do you, how do you, you know, you're not, you're not training to play professional hockey anymore. So are you, are you kind of, you still work out I, I would just, oh, a little bit. Yeah. To be honest, I'm absolutely still training to be a hockey player. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually said to my parents not long ago that I honestly don't know how to train any different just because my entire life has been so revolved around hockey that I honestly don't know how to train any different. And I've always been someone that's enjoyed long distance running as well. But obviously while playing hockey, I mean, it's a little bit difficult to train for that just because, you know, a lot of the the training is strength based and sprints and all that. So I'm kind of training for that. But at the same time, I'm also still training, like I'm still doing my hockey workouts. (laughs) And like, I'm still I still skate and, you know, it's, I still want to be involved. So I don't want to take myself out of it, you know, and I really just, I don't know what I would do without hockey or training for hockey. So I just that's how I fill my time when I'm not busy with school, (laughs) which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, there's a lot worse things that you could be doing with your life. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's and you're still young, so your your body, I'm sure, is you're not an older player where it's like, yeah, my body's like too old for this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I actually feel the opposite. If I sit around and don't train or like skate or work out or whatever, I actually feel worse. So okay, it's uh, it's better for me to stay in shape. And and we've we've talked to a couple of players on this show where where whether it was uh, Allie Dunstrom or or Christina Shanahan, um, where they weren't moving on with their careers, and it's like you know everybody still kind of has that athlete mindset, and 
you know, me as the, the most non-athletic person on this show, like, uh, not that I'm a, a slob or anything, but um, I, I just don't have that desire. And I'm like, I always kind of look at it, like I said, like, are you eating potato chips or Oreos or, or all the, all the cheap <laughs> foods that you normally wouldn't eat maybe during a season? Like, that's where my mind kind of goes. Right. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not. I mean, I have my odd snack here and there, but... Um, I definitely enjoy this time of year because my mom does a lot of Christmas baking. So I'm definitely, you know, the taste tester for those. Uh, there you go. Very, very, <laughs> but, very good uh, job. Very good job. Yeah. I feel that I can do that because, you know, I work out during the day and I'm like, okay, I can definitely try one or two of the cookies. <laughs> it's all balance. We love it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, are, are you disappointed at all? Uh, I don't remember if we met at the end of the season when you, when you and Buffalo played in uh, Jersey at the mall. Um, and I don't remember if I asked you this, even though I did kind of read over the article again today. Um, are you disappointed that, that maybe um, you, you won't know like how good you could have been with kind of year long training? Obviously, you're still kind of doing it, but you know what I mean? Like in a professional setting um, with in, in a team kind of structure. Um, developing with the same kind of line mates. Have you ever, have you ever in the last couple of months thought about that? Like, like what a shame. Like, and that's the main thing that I think of players like yourself, players like Christina Shanahan, where it's like, Hey, like I have to take a, a year off or, or maybe all the years off. Um, but you, do you ever kind of wonder like, man, I could have, if I would have had a couple more reps, you know, or, or, or a couple more drills with this team or that, like things could have maybe turned out a little bit different for you and, and, you know, obviously there's things you can't control, but do you, do you think about those things at all or no? Yes, absolutely. Especially, you know, kind of building off of the end of last year. Um, I think I've always kind of known in the back of my mind that, especially at the beginning of last year, I knew when I was placed on the fourth line at the beginning of the year, I kind of thought to myself like, oh, I don't belong here. But I knew that I would have to prove my way up the lineup, which I think that I did. And then I got there by the end or I guess the middle of the season and I was able to play and really shine on that top line for like the last little bit of the year. And so going forward, I was really excited to see what was going to happen this upcoming season because I, I felt that I ended on such a strong note and I was like, Oh, okay. It's, and you know, it's always that much better when you get to start out on that. Yeah. And when you know that like people like see things in you and they're confident in your style of play. So that was like, for me, that was something that I was looking forward to kind of going back and not having to prove myself so much as just kind of show who I really am and like what I can really bring to the team. So I was excited for that aspect of it because I had worked so hard to prove myself and get to that spot that I thought I deserved. And then it kind of all just got taken away. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, that's like, that's too bad because I, like I said, I was looking forward to going back to Buffalo and playing again. And I thought that I was going to have a really strong season and I was really excited to see what I could bring to the team. And, and, uh, you know, shout out to you because like there was some tough times, especially last season in Buffalo, where the team wasn't very successful. There was a lot of outside kind of noise and maybe inside noise too. Um, the coach ends up being let go at the end of the season. All that stuff is kind of circulating, and you got better as the season went on. When it seemed like players <laughs> leaving the team, and 
um, you know, it just kind of looked like chaos from the, again, from the outside looking in and, and there you are kind of like, yeah, I think you had five goals in the last nine games or something like you just moving right along on, on, on the, on the incline. And, uh, you know, that, I'm sure that that couldn't have been easy too. your first postseason um, things come out of the gate, not, not very well. And, and you're still able to find a way to, to get better as, as time progressed there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, like I said, it was just, I kind of, at the beginning of the season, I was a little bit shocked at the placement that I had on the team, just because I thought that I brought more. And just from speaking to the coaches at the beginning of the season and stuff, I just didn't really know why I was placed there. But then after a while, I figured, you know, it's because I'm a new player. There's other players that have been on the team for a while. Like any new player on any new team, like they need to prove themselves. So I was like, okay, I'll just do that. And then like you said, by the time the end of the season rolled around, I felt extremely comfortable in the spot that I was in. And I knew that I had so much more to bring. And so obviously, as each game went on, I kind of just, I was thriving in that position because I felt extremely comfortable and confident with my play. Yeah. And as, as somebody, I, I saw you play, I think, three times live, uh, maybe maybe more counting preseason, but I saw you that uh, really wacky weeknight game that you guys played in Connecticut. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like a, a Tuesday night or something. It was actually yeah, a pretty fun game. Lobo played her ass off. Yep. You guys don't. He did. I, I, you guys didn't win that game. Um, then I see you at the end of the season. Um, you know, last two games of the season, right? Not a lot to play for other than pride. Um, and mm -hmm. You looked completely different. Like uh, you were noticeable. Every, kind of every shift. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you scored or, or assisted on a goal that that weekend. Yes, I had two points that weekend. Yeah, so you two goals. You obviously felt like you were in a better place, and and it it definitely showed uh, from my point, from my vantage point, which for whatever that's worth, I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't know how much <laughs> what you. I say really means. Anything, but, um, no, it does. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, uh, Ali. Uh, take the next couple of questions. Yeah. So. It must have been pretty nice, but do you think starting your pro career with a couple of familiar faces from college um, helped make your transition into the pro game a little easier? Yes, I, I would say for sure. Um, Bucky and Dom both, I mean, Sam came a little bit later, but Bucky, I was roommates with her at Merrimack for... I want to say I was I was direct roommates with her for one year, and then I was roommates with her like in the same house for... I think three years. So we were very close and, you know, we had that bond and we had played together at Merrimack as well. So it was nice to have not only a familiar face, but also just someone that I know the playing style and feel comfortable playing with. And then obviously Dom was there for, I think the last or my first year she was there. So I was close enough with her at my time through Merrimack that I was able to feel comfortable around her as well. And she was a vet on the team. So it was nice to have somebody that has been on the Buttes for a while. That was also my ex-teammate that I'm close with, but then also Bucky being new to the Buttes as well. We were both new, but we were both very close. So that definitely made it easier to fit in. Um, I mean, all of the girls on the Buttes were amazing. Like I loved every single one of the players on the team last year. And that's another reason why it's so sad that we're not going back because I was so looking forward to seeing all of those players again. And I made such strong friendships with 
people that live all over the place, like Lolo, for example. Right. Um, like she lived so far and now it's like, I think to myself, when am I going to see her again? You know? So it's just, it's too bad, but it definitely made it easier to kind of transition to pro because I knew some players. Yeah, for sure. You may possibly have touched on this one already, but what do you think your toughest adjustment was? Um, honestly, I think my toughest adjustment was coming from a fifth year at Merrimack, being the captain, being somebody that so many people relied on and, you know, just kind of leading the team to coming and being a new player. I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't been a new player to a team for five years. So I think that that was the biggest adjustment for me was kind of trying to find my spot being like a new player um, and trying to back into your rookie role. Exactly. (laughs) Like trying to fall back into that rookie role. Like, okay, so people aren't relying on me as much. And, you know, like I said, at the beginning, it's, I had to prove myself again. And obviously, you know, when you're a new player, you have to prove yourself a lot more than if you're an older player that's been on the team for a few years in, in most cases, you know? So I think that for me, that was the biggest adjustment kind of coming into the team, coming from playing like 25 plus minutes at Merrimack per game, and then not playing that much in the first few games with the Buttes. Um, I just had to figure out how I was going to push myself even harder to kind of prove myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got to jump into my science question. It's not as science, <laughs> but anyway, um, how often do you think on average, do you hit your goalies in the head with the puck? That's a funny question. Are you asking that for a specific reason? Did Cass Sove tell you I hit the goalies? No, it's just my science question. I ask everyone <laughs> okay. if they're a goalie, I ask them how often they get hit in the head. If it's a not goalie they get to out themselves if they hit goalies a lot. Okay. Does that mean does that mean you do hit Cass in the head a lot? Uh, yeah, you it's hilarious because if her and Bucky were to listen to this right now, they would be laughing at me because they always used to say, leave it up to Maude to hit your goalie in the head. Oh boy. <laughs> and I didn't do it a lot. It was just like, you know, it would be in the the time like I'd say, okay, I'm not gonna do it. And then I would do it. Like by accident a hundred percent, but it would just be in the most odd time it would happen. And then that like those two girls would laugh at me. So you would definitely be on at least Cass's list of players that frequently hit me in the head. Yeah. I didn't hit her in the head as much just because she got lucky. I didn't, I didn't have the chance to hit her in the head last year. (laughs) I hit Lolo more than I hit her, but I didn't hit them very often. It was just, if Cass was playing last season, the whole season, she would have, I would have been on her list. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) all right a little more lighthearted, i guess since i didn't mean to apparently put you right on the spot oh no that's okay um but are you a a ponytail or a braid person Ooh, that's a really good question i switch it up um it depends i think i think i'm more of a braid person but it's weird i have this thing that if i put a braid in for one game and then i feel that i didn't play great i'll put a ponytail in the next game it's weird that's fair yeah that's that's a very hockey player answer yeah i kind of go between the hairstyles it also depends on what my hair is doing that day like 
if it's straight, it might be better off in a ponytail. But, you know, if it's kind of not looking the best, I might throw it in a braid so that it's not as obvious, you know? <laughs> it sounds a little, little superstitious. Yeah, a little bit. Um, another fun one. What hockey-related stuff, if anything, is currently in your car? Um, honestly, nothing because I got a new car, so... Ooh, yeah, back I don't... to a throwback question. What kind of car did you get? What do you drive? I'm driving a Kia Seltos. Okay. It's, okay. It's like a little SUV. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Gotta have four-wheel drive where you were at, right? Exactly. Especially, yeah, in Buffalo area. Oh, my gosh. The storm last year. Oof, it was horrible. It's, uh, a lot of players have a lot, a lot of different stuff in their cars. Uh, uh, we had a couple of people say they didn't have anything. Um, so Yeah. In my old car, like in my um, one before I got this one, I had uh, three new pairs of hockey socks, like in the cardboard, uh, like wrapper. Feet still. socks or shin socks? Feet socks. Okay. I had... A brand new pair of black warrior gloves that we got at the beginning of the season um, with Buffalo when everyone had kind of different colored gear. They gave us like a a new pair of warrior gloves. Those stayed in my car for a good few months. Yes. Um, what else did I have in my car? I had a few water bottles, but I usually keep my car pretty clean. But I do remember that I had like three pairs of feet socks in my passenger seat door. And I'm like, why are they there? <laughs> <laughs> They're not even easy to reach over there. Right, exactly. Yeah, interesting. Okay, you survived the, the, <laughs> the fun part. I have one more fun question. Uh, okay. And then we'll get back to some more serious, not serious, serious, but hockey stuff. <laughs> um, you can only keep three apps on your, your phone. Which three apps do you keep? And where I'm going to assume mm. one's not Twitter because you didn't remember your login. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. Um, I would say Snapchat. Does this include the apps that come on the phone automatically or like any app you're talking about? Yeah, any any additional app. Okay. I would say Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay. Okay. It's different. Everybody's a little different, different, uh, different likes. I, I always kind of have to have like a score bug kind of thing. So I, I would have to. Oh, that's fair. One of those to, to you know, as somebody that's uh, somewhat making a living in sports. Uh, Right. It, it never ends. It's like there's there's no off days. Are you kidding me? Like something's always happening. Um, you did really great. Uh, um, what are your thoughts on on the league, uh, the new league that's the PWHL that's sort of kind of getting off the ground? We still don't know when the game is going to be. Uh, we kind of know where they're going to be. Um, are you kind of maybe living vicariously through your your friends, uh, uh, MGM? Or you checking in on them, see how camp is going? Yes, I am. Um, I've I've actually met up with Bucky. Um, I want to say two days before she went off to camp, she came and stopped by my house with her mom, and so we were talking a little bit about like everything that's going on with the camp and what it looks like for her and where she's going to stay and all this stuff. So that was kind of nice to kind of hear an update on that. But I have been uh, talking to Cass and Bucky and uh dominica laskova as well just about how it's going and how they're liking it and all that stuff and they seem to be enjoying it so far so i'm happy for them um as for my feelings about the 
league and stuff, I obviously really want it to work out because why not? Like having one league for women's hockey would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, it's just sad the way that it had to happen where I, I'm sure you guys have heard this from multiple people. I just think that maybe it would have been better or an easier transition if maybe they would have given the PHF one more year to finish out and kind of said, Hey guys, listen, you know, we're going to create this new league. It's going to start up next year. Um, we're going to use this time from now until then to kind of get our ducks in a row and plan everything and figure out, you know, logos, team names, all this stuff, like all of the things that they need to create a successful league. And I just, I think that that would have almost been a better way to approach it, but you know, stuff happens and it is what it is, but it does suck that it kind of left a lot of people in the PHF without jobs and without an idea for what they were going to do moving forward. So um, that's how I feel about the league. I do really hope that it works. Like I said, though, because it will be fun to watch and I'm excited to watch my teammates play in it, but I would have loved to have the opportunity to play in it too. Yeah. And you sound, Ali, it sounds like she listened to our show a lot because I went on a rant a couple of times about, a lot of this, those same points you just made, like it mm -hmm. pretty easily could have been like, Hey, this is what's happening. We're going to merge. We're going to buy you out, whatever you have one more year. We might even build around your infrastructure because you guys already have this kind of stuff set up, whether it's rinks, uh, right. uh, marketing agreements, uh, agreements with rinks. That was a big thing that happened with the riveters. It's like, they just had a big, uh, a, you know, moved to the to the mall it was like a multi-year thing and they re renovated the locker rooms for them and then a year into it they're like yeah sorry we don't exist anymore and the right like, yeah the mall is like all right well your stuff doesn't exist anymore we own it now like, <laughs> like oh, oh wait that's not right and it's like they, they get caught in the middle of you know other people's decisions and for a lot of players players got caught in that too where it's like everything was hunky-dory and then you get this 10-minute zoom call and thanos just dusted your whole league like and mm -hmm. you and the other point it could be like like i said earlier in the beginning of the show i'm not sure if you were in yet but like they had four years more than four years to kind of plan this stuff out like while they were playing their dream gap tour like their yeah. their board should have been like hey if we do get this this is the kind of direction we want to go in teams this is maybe where we want to have the locations jersey designs like all that stuff is like that really could have been worked on um but we could we could do like a million hours on that stuff but it, it's it puts a lot of people <laughs> like yourself in in tough spots where you know like i said you somebody snaps their fingers and and everybody really lost their jobs and some people get jobs back other people it's like we talked about on this show uh amanda levier it's like she's the, the best goaltender in minnesota like there's there's no doubt in my mind and like she's she's outplayed those other two goalies but they automatically get jobs because they're in the you know somebody's circle of friends or whatever and if, from my point of view that's what it feels like i'm not saying that's what it is again my opinions mm -hmm. do not reflect that of my employer <laughs> um <laughs> but that's you know it, it left a lot of sour grapes for a lot of people and then like we talked about earlier with the white cap stuff it's like those fans are the fans that you're trying to like engage and, and you want to support your your team your your new league and a lot of places you're kind of disconnecting from them and like that's going to go a long way that the fan support like yeah some people are going to go out to games and 
Um, it's a tough sell though for for new, to call a team New York and try to attract people from people from New York City, New Jersey, um, to Connecticut on a Tuesday night if that's what they're going to do, or on a midweek night. Like those are going to be really tough sells, and the, it's going to be some growing pains. And and hopefully the the investors um, can stay with it. That's that's my big thing. Is like like what happens when they get bored of it or they're not making money? How long are they going to stick with it? And I hope mm-hmm. last time. Sorry, everybody. I went on a little bit of a rant. Um, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't, really didn't mean to do that, but you gave a really detailed and, and kind of uh, raw answer. And um, I kind of just went there. Um, yeah. When you were in college, was the pro game something that you aspired to, to jump to? Or like, when did that kind of get on your radar? Like, hey, maybe, maybe after this year I can play uh, because the league was around pretty much for the duration of your college career, right? Yeah, so it's actually a very funny story how it happened. Um, Not a lot of people know, but basically in my fourth year, it was the COVID year. So I got granted the fifth year for obviously the COVID. And I went back and Nate actually had reached out to me um, at the end of my fourth year and asked what my plans were going forward. And I had mentioned, oh, I'm going back for a fifth year. And maybe to reach back out next, like next year at the end of my fifth season, Mm -hmm. because maybe I would be interested at that point. Leading up to that, um, during my time, my fifth year at Merrimack, I always knew that I was going to want to go back to school to study something like cardiac sonography. So I honestly didn't think that much about playing pro when I was done. I knew that it was a possibility for me and that it would be really cool. But At the time, I was living in Georgetown, Ontario, like you said, and the closest team was, well, Toronto was there, but then my family was moving out to Fort Erie, which is near the Buffalo border. Right. And so I didn't really know how it was going to work with, you know, going back to school and us moving and all that stuff. I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. And then I figured out, oh, well, Buffalo has a team. And then Nate was asking me, oh, like, what do you think about coming to Buffalo? And I was like, wait this could probably work. So it actually ended up working out because I was able to apply to school. The school didn't start until the season finished and the rink was only 25 minutes from my house. So I was like, wait a second, that could actually really work. And that's how it ended up kind of snowballing and and working out because I moved to basically live in Buffalo. I'm on the Canadian side and my commute was so close. And I was still able to go to school, but it wasn't interfering with the season. So that was kind of all of the things that I was thinking about when I was still at Merrimack. Like, oh, should I play pro? Is it going to put a halt on my education? Is it worth it? You know, so when it all worked out for me, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then now, obviously, this upcoming season, I was like, I really want to play again. That's why I signed a contract to go back with Buffalo. And I was actually going to defer my schooling so that I could play. Um, so going back to the whole, you know, I feel bad for the people that were in the PHF that kind of got the rug swept out under their feet. It's I, I lucked out a little bit, although it's definitely sucks that I can't go back. I do feel worse for people that were in tougher situations, like, you know, maybe bought a house or did something that they thought they were going to have all this money to do. And then all of a sudden lost it. You know, and so I was at least fortunate enough that I was still living at home and I still had a backup plan to go to school and all this stuff. So it kind of worked out for me. But 
yeah, that was kind of the whole storyline behind me playing pro. Okay, yeah, and I talked to uh, we had Christina Shanahan on uh, mm-hmm. during the summer. She she was one of them that re- resigned, quit her job, and then we oh. got dusted. And then she's like, "Hey, I want my job back," and they're like, "Well, we can give it back to you, but." Not for the pay that we were paying you, like oh no, go back yeah, square see. one. I, I think she's going back to school as well. So it's not, you know, like you said, they you could could have bought a house and put a lease down on a, on an apartment, right? Uh, a car, like a lot of people were affected in a lot of different ways. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned Nate Oliver. I wanted to shout him out real quick. Uh, I, I spoke to him a little bit early during the day. Uh, wanted to say hi to you. Said he misses you. Um, and, and we all wanted to send our best wishes out to Nate. Nate's really, you know, not to put his business out there, but, um, and he talked about it on our show. Like he, he's had a tough time dealing with kind of what you just, uh, detailed, the stuff being pulled out from under you and, um, kind of not knowing where you belong and where is your purpose now? Like he's, he's had a tough time battling with that and, uh, Mm -hmm. he's able to, uh, uh, find some peace with it and, and kind of move on to whatever the next phase of his life in, in that regard ends up being. Um, as I've said to him and here and, and there, like he always has a home at the ice garden. If he ever wants to come and um, just shout out to a, a great guy who, who did a lot uh, for, for the game and especially the Buffalo Buttes. Um, he had told me a, a long time ago, uh, I want to say before last season, um, if there was a draft, he was going to draft you. And you end up finding it, you know, anyway, because uh, they they got uh, got rid of the draft. But um, you, we mentioned you signed for this upcoming season. That's not happening. That was one that wasn't announced yet, correct? Like you didn't have yes. an, an official announcement, right? Yeah, okay. No, they hadn't officially announced it yet. Yeah, and that, that was tough because, like, I think it was Buffalo had, like, the last announcement. It was, like, literally the day before they ended the league. And it was, like, um, yeah. it clearly caught everybody off guard. Um Right. It's really, really the tough part of, of everything. Um, that's pretty much it. You made it through our gauntlet of questions. We have a couple of listener questions to get to. Uh, before I get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to Cat. Uh, we mentioned Cassie Sauvé a couple of times. I want to give a shout out to her dad. Um, sent me a really nice message um, as we've been recording um, about how much he really enjoyed the podcast with, with Fuji that we did on Saturday. Uh, which is available wherever uh, you listen to podcasts. Just search again for the Ice Garden. Um, you can listen to that one. You can listen to the one with Nate Oliver. Uh, we had a couple of Courtney's Buttes teammates on, Cassie Sove, uh, Amy Buddy joined us over the summer before she headed overseas. Uh, we had nice. we had Lolo on. We did that one live from Sweden, um, New Jersey, and Minnesota. So that was really tough to coordinate. So please go back and listen to that one if you want. Um, <laughs> But uh, Cass's dad uh, can't wait to hear uh, the the podcast. Uh, an amazing human being and should be playing in this new league. Um, I agree, um, but we're happy that you've kind of found at least something to to uh, take your mind off of things. Maybe some at at certain times, and hopefully we haven't seen the last of you on the ice. Uh, yeah, we've gotten a couple of really nice messages like that, and it, it really just like. Um, kind of, as they say, hit, hit you right in the feels. Like, um, I don't do any of this stuff for that, really. Like, I'm just, uh, for a lot of people and for myself, maybe this is more of a therapy session than anything else. But uh, at my core, like, I love asking questions and, and picking people's brains, especially hockey players. And 
Um, sometimes I ask too many questions and that's just kind of like bad, uh, uh, not necessarily here, but like maybe sometimes in life, like, like, why are we doing things this way? Like, just, it's above your pay grade. Just keep, keep working. Like, uh, but, uh, so thank you for the messages from everybody. Thank you, Courtney, for joining us and for surviving our, our questions. We have a couple of listener questions. No Mike Murphy question today, which is a little bit disappointing. As I guess I said, Mike's a very busy guy. Um, a lot going on. He's going to be really annoyed that I maybe called him out, and um, <laughs> when he go, when he listens back to this, probably tomorrow morning or whatever. Um, but we love and appreciate you, Mike. And um, with that, now you have to go through the listener questions. They won't be as easy as ours, or maybe they'll be a little tougher. There, there can be um, up and down and left and right. Um, so we're going to start off with <laughs> right away with a tough one. Uh, Jedi twenty eight fifteen asks. Start bench cut, uh, Michaela Grant Mentis, uh, Laskova or Cassidy Sove. So you gotta, you really gotta pick your friends right now. <laughs> I'm gonna start them all. Okay, oh, it's a little little executive decision. You're just gonna start. Them yeah, all? you know, all great, all great players. All have strengths in different areas. Obviously, they play different positions, but yeah, I don't think I can afford to sit any of them. That's uh, I, I like that. I like you're a very creative, creative answer. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I saw this when when it was uh, posted a couple of hours ago, and I was like, "Man, they're really putting you on the spot." Like, I'm glad that's not me. <laughs> uh, Especially considering you know, they're I'm best friends with every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, and I think maybe that was the point of the question. Uh, and you, yes, exactly. You did a very good job of wiggling out of that. Uh, just really quickly, I have a couple of other questions from her, uh, from them, excuse me. Um, Laskova, what, what's she like? I, I love, really, really loved watching her play last season. Obviously a very versatile player, um, but what was it like playing with her? I, I'm assuming you, you played a couple of seasons in college, correct? Yeah, she was actually my direct roommate. Um Oh my gosh, I think for at least three years, the last three years. And we are the best, like we're best friends to this day. Um, we talk every single day. Um, such a great person, such a great player. Like you said, versatile. She could play forward, she could play D. Um, great person to be around. Obviously, I, I spent the last three years every single day. And when I say every day, <laughs> Uh, I mean, every single day, every single hour, we had every class together. Um, couldn't get away from her. <laughs> Not that I wanted to. She's a great person. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, yeah, we have a very strong friendship. I just, obviously, I never had the chance to meet her, unfortunately, this past season. Is, you can't get to everybody. Um, kind mm -hmm. of expecting, it's one of those like, yeah, well, I'll just get to it next season. And now there's no kind of next season and, and right. in that regard. Um, best of luck to her. I believe she's with Montreal and the, the PW um, and, and signed, so we kind of know she has a spot. Um, she seems like she's a little bit of a goofball. Is that correct? I, I see a little That's... some of her posts on, on Twitter. There are very few and far between, but it uh, seems like she likes to have a good time and a little bit of a goofiness. She definitely does. She's the least like serious person when it comes to hockey. All she wants to do is laugh and have a good time, which, you know, every team needs one of those players. Um so that was always nice having her around at Merrimack, you know, when things got tense, especially I was the captain. So she was an assistant captain at the time too. So it was nice to kind of have her to mellow out some of the situations that were going on. Um, 
And then, you know, sometimes we had to reel her back in because <laughs> she was too focused on having a good time. Yeah, I, but, that, that can happen. That can happen. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. Like, yeah, she's definitely a goofball for sure. Likes to have fun. So you were bad cop and she was good cop in those situations. That's, that's what I'm, I'm getting from this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I always never, I never tried to be bad cop because I always, you know, I never wanted to be or never wanted a, a captain that was bad cop either. I, I feel like I was a very fair cop and she was like, no cop authority at all. <laughs> Court jester. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, including yourself, what would be your dream starting lineup of past teammates? I guess we could probably just picked out three of them right there, I would assume. Oh. Yes, actually, that's fair. So, but I'm also gonna, mm, it's tough. I have a lot of past teammates that are very skilled and good players. So one of them, you might not know the name. Uh, she didn't play pro, but she's actually my best friend. Uh, Rachel Marmon, she played at Mercyhurst. Okay. Um, so she, I played with her growing up for many years. Um, so she's a defense. So I would put her at D with Laska. And then I would switch between Sove and Lolo. You know, I just can't pick between them. They're both just such great goalies. And having them last year in the Buttes, although Cass didn't get to play, um, I know what she can bring. And obviously Lolo stood in her head a few times. So going to have to put them two at the back end. And then obviously Bucky at the front. I think the comment said it has to include me. So. Yep. I guess I'll put myself at the front as well. And then um, I got the opportunity to play with Sarah Fillier growing up as well, and she's just a great player. So I'd put her in on the forward end as well. It's a pretty stacked lineup. It's going to be especially tough to score with two goalies standing in the net. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you are not the only Butte that uh, could not pick one goaltender for a similar question, so we won't right. hold it again. You. Okay, fair. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was uh Nate, right? That was Nate. He picked two yep. goalies too. So uh must be something in the water up there. <laughs> uh what's the best trash talk that you've heard on the ice? Oh my gosh. Um the first thing that comes to mind when you say trash talk is Summer Ray Dobson. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Is Summer Ray Dobson. She has one-liners that will never be touched by anyone else and never be beaten. They're just unbelievable. So I'm going to leave it at that because a lot of them can't be repeated, but yeah, well, <laughs> I'll just leave it with that. They're, they're amazing. We've had some words said on the show that, and, and implied on the show that, that uh, aren't very family friendly, but you know, we're mostly adults here. So uh, that's true. Um, I love, these games that I would, I would, when I got to cover them, I was kind of always standing along the glass and, and you kind of hear the chirping back and forth. Sometimes it's pretty quiet, but some players, you know, like it's going to be going all game long. Uh, mm -hmm. I know with women's hockey, like they, they can re really cut you like personal digs. Um, and our previous oh, yeah. iteration of the show, we had Taylor Gerard on. Um, she talked about in college, uh, another, another player told her she had bad eyebrows and it kind of shook her for the rest of the game. Uh, oh, that's so rude. Anything like that ever happened to you where like somebody really got in your head after uh dropping a comment on you on the ice? Um, 
That's a really good. I don't think so. I don't think that there was any like hurtful comments that I ever got like that. Because I would definitely be pretty frustrated too if someone commented on my eyebrows. Yeah, and, and she had <laughs> she was saying something like I had just gotten them done or something like that. Like you know, and the girl oh my was gosh. clearly just trying to get inside her head and like mission accomplished. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I actually have been. I was pretty lucky. I don't nothing at least that's standing out to me right now that was actually like hurtful. Okay. Um. I was mainly the one that, like I said, I was listening to a lot of the chirps, like playing, especially with Summer on a line. Um, I was lucky enough to like, you know, I think it in my head and I'm like, oh, how could I say this? And then I'm not quick enough to say it. And she's already said it and I'm laughing at her saying it. So it's even better because she's saying what I wanted to say, but in a better way. You know? Yeah, you're like her, uh, her hype person. Exactly. She says that I laugh at her and then she keeps going. Oh, I can't believe she said that to you. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Uh, just to, you, you talked with Allie a little earlier about the, the braid or the ponytail. Uh, was there a designated braider on the buttes? I learned about designated braiders uh, a couple of years ago. Blew my mind. Again, I, I don't have hair, so I never kind of really thought of that. And covered men's hockey for so long, never really thought of that. And then teams have sometimes have designated braiders on their team. Did, did the Buttes have a, a one girl that was better than all the others at Braden Hair? Um, that's a really good question because I didn't really pay attention to people doing the braids on the team other than the person who did mine, which was Maddie Truax. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You had, you had your own that's personal good... designated braider, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, I did. Exactly. She sat right beside me in the locker room. So you know, on those few games where I was like, oh, I really want to braid today. I would just ask her to do it. She always was braiding her own hair. And I'm like, oh, your braid looks pretty good. Could you do my braid? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I learned that, like I said, blew my mind, something I never even considered. And I got to try and remember to work those kind of questions into this. Uh, since we, we've added that hair question a couple of, couple of shows ago, it's, it's been a big hit. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good question. I would keep asking that one because there's going to be a lot of, I feel like that's a big thing on a girl's yeah, team. Yeah, and you've, you've said that's a really good question a couple of times tonight. So we're going to try to not get our egos inflated, but um, we, <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, we, we do kind of work at this a little bit. Uh, we try and, try and work at it and, and make it have some type of flow. Uh, yeah, it's la great. Last one from Jedi2815, your favorite Buttes memory. Ooh. Yeah, um, tough, tough nights, uh, <laughs> but I'm sure most of it would be kind of off the ice, spending time with your teammates. Yeah, like, yeah, guys. yeah. Like, like I said, all the girls on the team just made for a great year, even though we had a struggle on the ice. But I think the biggest one that's going to stand out to me is going to be the outdoor game. Right. Um, obviously, you know, true Canadian. There's nothing more Canadian than playing outside. Um, when it's freezing and snowing and uh, it was really close to home, obviously, because it was just across the border in Buffalo. So I had all my family there, cousins, my sister. Um, so that was really fun. The outdoor hey, game. Your, your family travels pretty well. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure I saw a lot of them in <laughs> Buffalo, uh, excuse me, in, in Jersey at the mall for the, both the preseason and the season finale. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, uh, didn't miss very many games. I honestly think the only places they didn't go was Minnesota, um, Montreal, 
And I think that's it, to be honest with you. They went to Toronto. They went to Buffalo, obviously. They went to Boston. They went to New York. They went to Connecticut, I think. But they went to, like, almost all of my games um, when they could at Merrimack as well. So they've always been, like, big travelers to come and watch me play, which I've obviously appreciated my whole life because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah, that's so. awesome. A de dead giveaway is when you're walking around the mall before the game and you see people walking around in 42, number 42, um, <laughs> you can usually be like, oh, that's probably family members. Uh, or, or Yes, exactly. Uh, another, another player I saw that with was uh, Natalie Snodgrass who played with Minnesota. Um, there were like Snodgrass jerseys everywhere that day. Like, how many people in her family are here? Like, and it turned out she actually had some family that was local to the area and they all kind of met up. And um, so I love to see that stuff. Awesome to have a great support system like you did um, and continue mm -hmm. to do and everything else. Um, Steph, uh, Rennie Ministrone asks, uh, what, what Thanksgiving dish is your specialty? Oh, well, obviously our Thanksgiving's a little, it's at a different time, but we do cook the same food. So... I would say that's a really tough question. There's so many good things. Um, I would say broccoli casserole. I love a good broccoli casserole. Interesting. Okay. That's, that's a little bit uh, different. So is tomorrow just like another day for you? It's just Thursday. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to school tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I always think it's crazy. <laughs> like, we're, you know, we're so used to being in the States Thanksgiving this and, and, uh, as I kind of mentioned before, like Christmas too, that's, an, that's another one where it's like, not everybody kind of believes in Christmas or follows it. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, my, and my boyfriend's American too. So he, uh, he, you know, he's out tonight doing the classic. I guess it's a big thing that you go out the night before Thanksgiving. And then the next day you obviously eat with your family and everything, but it's on a Thursday. So he's like, oh yeah, I'm just having a good night. I'm like, okay, great. And then he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to school. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, an American, I'm sure Ali probably has experienced this too. Um, when I was your age, um, I'm not kind of probably dating myself, but when I was younger and I had more energy and could do those things, the night before Thanksgiving was a, a big kind of go out night and, uh, go to the bar and whether it's watch games right. or, or go see a band play or just hang out with your buddies. Because um, nobody has work the next day, basically. Right, yeah. I learned that a few years ago. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. But sounds yeah. fun. My brother's getting in on the Amtrak at some point tonight. Who knows? <laughs> probably 1230. But my dad's totally <laughs> expecting to pick him up and drop him off at uh, wherever it is to be. I'm quite a bit dated from that at this point. In my life, <laughs> yeah. But. My brother's six years younger than me, so my dad's fully prepared. You, you get, oh. Yeah, you get to a certain age, you know, like, like I said earlier, like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, I, I, <laughs> although tonight would have been a good night, like, here, the Devils are playing, they're not at home. It would have been a, a cool night to go out, but I just don't have the energy for that either. Um, uh, Steph also asks, what is your favorite holiday movie? Ooh. I'm a big Christmas person. That's my absolute all-time favorite holiday so i'm gonna say my favorite holiday movie is christmas vacation national lampoons oh good one good one that's a classic <laughs> yeah Allie, you got one 
Um, my family really likes to po- to watch the Polar Express. Or- I love that one too. See, it's so tough. They're all so good. Or like Elf, if you need a good laugh, they're very different. True. Have you ever seen um, Have you ever seen Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn? Yes. I feel like I have. Okay, if you want a good laugh, watch that one. It's hilarious. It's on the list now. Yes, it's Noted. great. Yeah, my favorite would be, I'm, I'm with Courtney. Uh, I grew up on the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Of the newer Christmas movies, I really like Office Christmas Party. I think that is. Oh. Um, the, the big party, the, the, the cop tasing everybody. Like uh, <laughs> Some of the wild stuff that happens, like really funny, really uh, cracked me up. Um, uh, lastly, from Steph, the most unbelievable thing that you've seen happen during a game. Hmm. You see a crazy goal. You see somebody get uh, KO'd. Uh, I'm just cheating. That. Kind of <laughs> well, thankfully, th- thankfully, I've never seen anyone get KO'd. Um, I that's a that's a really tough question. Again, um, I don't really know what the most craziest thing would be. I would say, in my own game, I would say probably. Yeah, a crazy goal or something like that, like a shootout goal. Okay. All right. Uh, last uh, last listener questions from our friend MJ, Michelle J. Uh, long-time Ice Garden contu- contributor, uh, site editor, manager, uh, great photographer. If you've played in the PW, excuse me, if you've played in the NWHL or the PHF, uh, you've probably had your picture taken by Michelle. She does great work, worked for Boston Pride the last two seasons, I think. Um, kind of passed the keys over to, to Mike at the Ice Garden and has kind of came back into our lives, even though she never really left, and helping out with a few things. Uh, she asks, what is your Desert Island movie? Desert Island movie? I guess, I'm, if, in case you... If you're stranded on a desert island, what's one movie you can rewatch over and over again? Mm. <laughs> I would say the Titanic. Mm, classic. It's a really long movie too, so it'll <laughs> pass a lot of time. Exactly right. Um, what would be your desert island book? Anything Colleen Hoover. I love her. Shout out Colleen Hoover. Big plug for you. I don't know who Colleen is, mm-hmm. but I'll take your word on it. There, She's a great writer. Yes, great. I think I read one of her books on a single plane ride back from Jamaica this past summer. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and lastly, who would be your desert island teammate? Somebody who's going to help you uh, get through being stranded on a desert island. You said a couple of times tonight, uh, she's my best friend and this one's my best friend. So you you got a, a, a lot of tough choices here. I do. Yeah, I have a lot of best. Well, I have a lot of friends that are very great friends. But I think in this instant, I'm going to go through my friend list and pick somebody that is the most resourceful. Um, because, you know, I have a lot of friends that are not so resourceful, I would say. <laughs> in in the nicest way possible. Oh, um but I would honestly say that I'm going to bring Laska because she has a very 
different way of thinking about things. So I feel like she would be able to put things together to figure it out. If she has to read English, maybe not. <laughs> but uh, she knows that I'm just joking with her when I say that. But, you know, if it's anything that she needs to put things together or, you know, build things, then, yeah, definitely her. Because she's very, I would call her handy. Resourceful, unlike other yes. friends. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think that's a great answer. And, and again, like I said earlier, when we, we mentioned her, I'm a huge fan of her game and uh, she obviously would keep it light for you too. So that'll, that'll work as well as to kind of uh, keep the situation light, especially if you're stranded on a desert island. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Michelle's next question. If, if you can only eat one meal for dinner for the rest of your life, what would it be? I know what my answer would be, but uh, what's your answer? Sushi. Sushi. Okay. Okay. Uh, Allie, you want to chime in? You have a, a, a submission for this question? You know, I'm, I would say pot roast, but I like this mm. answer, actually, also. Pot roast is good, too. Okay. Uh, obviously, mine would be tacos. I'm having turkey tacos tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, maybe. Maybe not. You don't know. <laughs> uh, but tomorrow is Taco Thursday, so maybe I will. Um, lastly, for Michelle, favorite memory. I'm assuming that's favorite Buttes memory or just favorite hockey memory. We'll, we'll say because you did Buttes early. So what, what's your favorite hockey memory so far? My favorite hockey memory would be getting to go away for five years to school and playing the NCAA. I would say I think that that shaped a lot of who I am today. And I just, although we had some rough times. I think that that's something that I'll never forget. Okay. Yeah. It, and that's one thing I do remember you telling me, um, you went through some tough times in college and felt like it prepared you for the tough times that you went through last year. Um, and yeah. I'm really disappointed that you don't get a chance to kind of, as we kind of alluded to and talked about a little early, you don't get a chance to kind of build off of that and maybe right those wrongs where not only do you have success, but also the team. Um, the Buttes mm -hmm. had a, a really rough stretch, not only this past season, but the last four or five seasons, um, and still had the best people in the world and, and some of the best support of, of any of the teams in, in that league that doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You survived all of our questions. Um, Allie, do you have anything that you want to ask Courtney before we say goodnight? I don't think so. I think we covered it in the science area. Yeah, yeah, I think we did cover it. And uh, Allie likes to ask those science questions. It's, it's for research purposes, that's all. Um, <laughs> Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can follow Courtney on Twitter. She may or may not see it because she might not be live her, her <laughs> profile again. But uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Courtney. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-M-A-U-D underscore. Uh, that's Courtney with an E in there, not the one without the E. Um, not nearly as confusing as the thousand different pronunciations and spellings of Megan. Um, <laughs> Courtney Maud, uh, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, you stayed with us probably longer than I anticipated, maybe yourself too. I don't know. Um, but it was a joy to, to talk with you. And hopefully it was maybe a little therapeutic uh, in some ways and, and uh, go through some good memories and stuff like that. Um, I'll shut up now. The floor is yours. Anything you want to say before we uh, say goodnight to you and, and happy Thursday tomorrow to you because it's
It's not a holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to thank you again, yes, for having me on. And it was very therapeutic um, going through some of my old memories and stuff that, you know, you don't tend to think of on a daily basis. So I do appreciate all the questions from everybody else that asked one. And um, thank you, Dan and Allie, for having me on tonight. It was really fun. And I enjoyed speaking with you guys. And I hope that you have the most wonderful Thanksgiving tomorrow. Well, thank you. I, we appreciate that. Um, you're always welcome to come back anytime you want. If you can remember your Twitter password. Uh, <laughs> if you ever see the, the little purple circle around my name, you're welcome to, to hop in and, and say hi or uh, just listen. Um, we really appreciate you giving us a, a really nice chunk of your time tonight. I know you have school tomorrow, so we'll let you go. You can um mute yourself you could listen to the last uh, probably have like two or three minutes left here before we say goodnight because i have to go eat because i haven't eaten dinner yet um but i'm i'm always a late eater anyway um thanks to everybody who's listened live for the entire show um whether you chimed in at different parts uh whether you're listening to us in the future on some podcast platform whether it's uh, apple music spotify odyssey app um something cool that i don't know about uh, we really appreciate you uh, we see all the, the different people or the, the numbers of the different people that listen to us. We can even see it by country, see a couple of listens over in Sweden. Pretty sure that's Lolo and, and maybe some other players. Uh, we appreciate them as well. Um, shout out to everybody, like Courtney said, that, that submitted questions. Uh, great job to everybody. Uh, hopefully everybody out there has a, a, a great Thanksgiving again and uh, can do some nice things with your family. and. Um, the last couple of years have been a lot of tough for a lot of different reasons. Uh, this feels like maybe the first kind of holiday season where um, stuff is somewhat sort of kind of maybe almost back to normal in the most part. Like, um, but hopefully everybody's safe and healthy out there. Um, you can follow my co-host Allie Morse on Twitter at Allie Morse. Very simple. No spaces. Um, that's A-L-L-I-E-M-O-R-S-E. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DRiceHockey or at, at Dr. Ice Hockey or DRiceHockey. However you want to look at it, everybody kind of views it differently. Um, Allie, any final words before we say goodnight? Um, just very grateful to be able to do this with you weekly-ish. Ish, um, ish. And hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving tomorrow or Thursday. Whatever you celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there that's listening, if, if that's something you celebrate. Happy Thursday if you're listening to us on Thursday, although maybe, maybe I don't I don't think, I'm not going to give this to Kelly tonight, so um, I would assume it'll probably be up on podcast Friday, sometime after Friday. Uh, can't thank Courtney enough. That went really, that was a really, really fun uh, chat, as was our last one, as I mentioned with Fuji, uh, if you haven't listened to that one yet. Uh, could listen to you two giggle about hair and, and gold stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we got to get you guys your own show. We got We definitely got to get that um, that charity game going where you two square off. And the game that was supposed to be that Lake Placid robbed us of in COVID, um, the, the stars just didn't align for you guys. And that's That sucks. Uh, it does. <laughs> um, everybody out there, thanks again for listening. Um, as I've said the last couple of shows at the end, um, if you have an opportunity to do something nice for somebody um, now, especially around this time of year, you could really change somebody's life. Um, and it could be anything from the smallest gesture to 
um, a grand gesture. Um, not saying you have homework assignments or anything like that. Um, definitely going to be giving away some stuff. Um, I know I've talked about this a couple of times and I haven't been able to follow through. We get kind of caught up in, in a lot of other things going on. I do have a, a towel from the last Boston Pride playoff game uh, with their logo and the cup logo, I think, and probably some sponsorship logo on there. I'm going to try and give that away in, before the end of the year. Um, and I also have a signed puck that I want to give away. Um, so I'm going to definitely figure something out for the next show. I said at, at the beginning, we're not going to do a show next week. We're going to take the week off. Um, but that's pretty much it. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, hi, Eleni. I saw you chimed in or, or jumped in at the last minute. Uh, we love you. Hope you have a, a great Thanksgiving and a, and a safe holiday, you and your family. Um, that's it for tonight. Um, time to say goodbye and we'll see you on the other side.